April is a big month. It's test drive month here at the new Lloydminster Nissan. Take any of our great selection of vehicles for a test drive and you'll get a $25 gas card. Purchase your new vehicle and get a $500 gas card. And anyone who makes a purchase in April will be entered in to win free gas for a year. There's something awfully familiar with that bunny. I see what you mean. Test drive month at the new Lloyd Mr. Nissan. We won't sell you a car, we'll help you buy one. Bucky the bunny? Weird looking. Kinda creepy. <laughs> Kinda creepy. Hi, Dale here from Superior Water. Do you know what's coming out of your water taps? At Superior Water, we know what's coming out of ours. The cleanest, best tasting water at $3 a jug. Treat your body right with Superior Water. This is Lloyd Minster's show. This is local that matters to you. Local people. Local events. Local news and sports. For Lloydminster and area, this is Live with Kurt Price from the new Lloydminster Nissan. Hey, welcome inside the new Lloydminster Nissan on what looks like a beautiful Thursday morning. Boy, the week sure goes quickly when you have a short weekend or a long a weekend ended up feeling like a short weekend. It always does with the Good Friday uh, holiday, but it is uh, great to be with you here this morning from the new Lloyd Mr. Nissan, where test drive month continues. That means with your test drive, you're going to get a $25 gas card, and you'll also, when you make your purchase at the new Lloyd Mr. Nissan, get a $500 gas card, plus be entered into win free gas for a year test drive month continues uh, right through the end of april here at the new uh, lloyd mr nissan big show today stephanie monroe is the chief executive officer with the lloyd mr regional health foundation and is here for the first time she'll be joining us for the very first time in any capacity but especially as the chief executive officer with the lloyd mr regional health foundation she's going to talk to us today about her role plus she's going to talk to us about the richardson's jewelry gala richardson's jewelry is the sponsor of the gala on June the 4th and Stephanie's going to give us the details. She's going to tell us the theme. She's also going to tell us uh, what the money has been earmarked for this year. And that's one of the great things about the Lloyd Mr. Regional Health Foundation. They always have a plan for those dollars. Uh, let's get to it, though. Lots happening. The Lloyd Mr. Legion branch number 39 is back with their She Shed raffle. Tickets on the She Shed once again this year, just $10 and available at the Lloyd Mr. Legion or from Lloyd Mr. Legion members. You can also call 306 825 2521. The Shed, the other two prizes drawn for on Canada Day. The She Shed is valued at $10,000. The second place prize this year is an awesome tailgate bench, and it will look very similar to that. The third place prize is $500. And new this year, they also have an early bird prize, which will be drawn for on May the 7th. And that is for an awesome garden swing, just like the one you see here. In fact, you can see the garden swing they're giving away today at Coldwell Bankers. And once again, you want to get your tickets before May 7th to be entered in to win that awesome swing. 
Another Chase the Ace draw at the Lloydminster Exhibition last night, and there will be another draw on Wednesday as the Ace was not drawn. That means the deck is now down to just 24 cards and the jackpot's starting at over $171,000. Now, had the Ace gone last night, the winner would have received over $180,000. So safe to say, uh, this coming Wednesday, that jackpot will likely be worth about $200,000. Think about this. Last night's prize was very close to $10,000. It was over $9,500 last night. And tickets are just $10 each. They can be purchased in multiple ways. You can get them at the Lloyd X main office. Cutoff for that is always Wednesdays at 6.30. E-transfer cutoff Tuesday night at midnight. And to e-transfer, you just uh, send your money to your $10 to chase the ace at LloydXH.com with your name, your phone number, and your email address so that you get uh, that ticket sent to you. Or online purchases, and those can be made right up until 7 o'clock on Wednesday nights, www.LloydXH.com with your Visa or your MasterCard. There's a farmer's market today. Border City Farmer's Market has uh, got uh, their farmer's market going with lots of produce, crafts, home-baked goods, uh, home-baked businesses, one-of-a-kind items running today at the Service Sports Centre, and that runs from noon until 5 right on the main concourse. Well, Jordan Pollard is planning a songwriter showcase at Three Trees Tap and Kitchen uh, this May 11th and the 12th uh, to raise money for Bike for Breakfast. Uh, she also has something special coming for Mother's Day and Father's Day, too, for that matter. And she has new music. And we want to remind you that Jordan Pollard will be joining us this Saturday here at the New Lloyd Mr. Nissan with all the details on everything that she has going on. And there is a lot of it. Last Thursday, the Lloyd Mr. Ukrainian Cultural Association and the Malalka Dancers were here uh, to talk to us about Malalka in May, an event that they're hosting on Saturday, May the 7th. That is in lieu of the event they usually hold on Ukrainian New Year's in January. It is a little toned down, a little smaller event this year happening at Rolling Green Fairways. For tickets, you can call Tara at 780-214-5594. Uh, Derek Armstrong is with us last Thursday, so watch all the details he'll tell you exactly what they've got going on but we were so excited that we were also joined by dancers olivia graf and wyatt jarvis uh, who told us how much they enjoy uh, malonka um so my mom showed me this video of um people on stage and they're dancing and i wanted to so my mom asked me if i wanted to join and i said yeah sure and for you, Olivia, what made you get into it? Um, I don't really know. I was like, I don't know. I just found an interest in it because it was at the multiplex and they were like just doing kind of a little like opening thing. And I thought it was really cool and I wanted to try it. And my first day, I absolutely loved it. And so I just kept on dancing. We were just thrilled with both of them, and especially Wyatt's uh, confidence. Once again, uh, 780-214-5594. Ask for Tara for tickets for Malonka in 
May. The Connect Club of Lloyd Mister is holding a Lloyd Loves Local gift card raffle. Uh, this is a raffle that supports local businesses while also giving you the chance to win up to $500 in gift cards to local stores, restaurants, attractions. Tickets are just $20 and can be purchased from any Connect member or you can contact them on their Facebook page. They'll also be at the Lloyd Mister District Co-op Grocery Store uh, selling tickets today. And they're going to be there each Thursday right up until the draw days, which are May 2nd. Uh, through May 4th. After a two-year pause, Rotary Club of Lloydminster is bringing back Lobster Fest. This is their 42nd annual Lobster Fest. May the 7th, and entertainment will be provided. Tickets are $100 each, available from Anita at Vivid Hair Salon, 2602 50th Avenue. Uh, doors open at 5.30, steak and lobster, and dance to follow from the 6 to 8 o'clock will be supper, then the dance will follow. A new Lloyd Mr. Nissan, proud to be a sponsor of the third annual Stronger for Her 5K event. Uh, register today for just $30, and once again, it will be a virtual 5K for the Stronger for Her walk. And we had Leanne Wildeman from the Lloyd Mr. Edible Home Society here with us on Tuesday, and she talked about why they decided to keep this a virtual event, and it's because of their participants. And we had a lot of feedback from participants last year that they really enjoyed the ability to choose their own time. And some of them uh, were able to participate and do this multiple times during that uh, four-day time period, as well as um, they didn't have to commit to a Saturday morning or a certain time. They could, now with other commitments that are happening for all of us and our calendars are finally getting busier, which is great. Um, we can choose whatever time works best for us. So maybe we're early morning people or maybe we're more afternoon or evening or whatever time works for you and uh, for your family and um, the group that you wish to do this with. And so we just wanted to remain flexible in that. So once again, for the virtual 5K between June 8th and 12th, uh, you can uh, do so and then... Uh, make sure you hashtag uh, Stronger for Her 22 on your social media. Uh, and the Interval Home wants to see you doing your 5K walk. And you can get registered today at intervalhome.org slash stronger for her. Carolyn Park is hosting a music workshop and dance on April 30th at the Tolby Lake Communiplex. Uh, Carolyn was here a couple of, uh, about a couple of weeks ago actually, to register for the workshop with three music professionals or for tickets for the supper and Caroline is going to be uh, making supper and uh, tickets for the supper and the dance call 780-870-5840. It is garage sale season and there is a huge garage sale inside the Bexon Construction Room at the Lloyd Mr. Exhibition. This this Saturday from 9 to 5. The community garage sale features over 45 tables. Saw this. Couldn't resist. Saw the headline. Movies are not doing enough for climate change. Researchers at the University of Southern California have analyzed uh, close to 38,000 movie scripts from 2016 through 2020 looking for key words that revolve around climate crisis and deforestation. They found that less than 3% of those scripts contained any mention of climate change keywords. By contrast, they said the word dog was mentioned 13 times more than all of the 36 key climate words combined. One of the researchers when defining this said it would be like this. There's no reason, he said, that 
Perfect Storm, remember the movie Perfect Storm with George Clooney, could not have mentioned that perfect storms and storms like we saw in The Perfect Storm and that killed all of those uh, crewmen happen now oh so often and almost at least once a year. Well, who decides what should be important to go into movies? What is it for the University of California to say this is what we should be talking about? Like if like for me, I think I think syphilis should be mentioned in every movie. Like there's a syphilis crisis, right? So why why shouldn't we have syphilis mentioned in every movie? You know like like take the perfect storm, right? The ship is going down, the crew members say, "You know, uh, storms like this are happening more often, Skip. Or, uh, but at least I won't have to deal with this nasty syphilis rash. I mean, who decides? This is crazy stuff. I want to see all those scripts, over 38,000 scripts, all of them, mention the syphilis crisis because we know there is one. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Stephanie Monroe is going to be joining us from the Lloyd Mr. Regional Health Foundation. Uh, they have Richardson's Jewelry on board. And uh, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag, but we're going to be doing some stuff from Richardson's Jewelry in the coming future as well here in the near future. And I want to let them you know, tell you what exactly they're doing. So I don't want to uh, spoil that, but they've got something special planned along with being the sponsor of the Loymus Regional Health Foundation Gala on June the 4th. Details of that gala, though, are next right here from the new Mr. Nissan. We won't sell you a car. We'll help you buy one. At Diamond 7 Meats, we work with local farm families to provide a high-quality product and a great selection for you. Try our mouth-watering Smokies, pulled pork, roast beef, and more. Made pure and natural with no additives or fillers. We offer custom processing and our experienced team works for you to provide a selection of sausage, burgers and jerkies made to your specifications. Take your grilling to the next level with a Yoder Smoker. Complete the grilling experience with a Canadian-made, award-winning line of House of Q barbecue sauces. We're locally owned and operated and we look forward to seeing you today. In Touch Massage in downtown Lloydminster can help with stress and overall health. For those daily aches and pains, muscle disorders, mental wellness and relaxation, try In Touch Massage. Working with other health providers, Artis and her team will work to enhance your overall well-being and get you mobile again. From anxiety to whiplash and more, trust In Touch Massage in Lloydminster. And direct billing is available. For local massage therapy that offers more than 60 years combined experience and gives back to their community, call In Touch Massage, 780 Holy blaze, it's hot out here. Jeremiah, my boy, fetch me a drink of water. Does your water taste like it's from the 1800s? Thinking water treatment? Think Superior Water. We carry a wide range of equipment and our bottled water is $3 a jug. Superior Water, Lloydminster, where customers are always satisfied. You love a superior water boy? PWM Steel in Lloydminster is the key supplier and largest indoor inventory of steel between Edmonton and Saskatoon. Locally owned, PWM Steel offers a wide range of services from steel cutting and bending to custom sign and powder coating. PWM Steel uses aluminum products as well as new and recycled steel. Key supplier of steel products and services since 1982. Visit their website at pwmsteel.com.
local people. Local events, local advertising. To advertise on Live with Kirk Price, call 780-522-9433 or visit forgesmedia.com. Welcome back inside the new Lloyd Mr. Nissan, where our guest today is uh, Stephanie uh, Brown Monroe. Uh, Stephanie was named Chief Executive Officer of the Lloyd Mr. Regional Health Foundation uh, back in February. Uh, she did serve on the uh, or with the foundation as a trust fund leader. As a fund, fund development officer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I got it mixed up a little bit. Oh, but no worries. You've worked with the Loibus Regional Health Foundation for the last four years. Yeah, since 2018. What made you first want to get involved with the Loibuster Regional Health Foundation, Stephanie? So, obviously, healthcare has been in my background, and so I was a nurse since 20, 2001. Um, and one of the physicians that I was working with was retiring, so I was approached, and this job came available. Um, I couldn't sell a car, couldn't work for Nissan, to be quite honest. <laughs> However, when it comes to healthcare, it's something I'm extremely passionate about. So it was a natural transition for me to, you know, come into a role where I would be able to advocate for enhancements and advancements in healthcare. So, so you 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 go from kind of, you know, being out there asking people to become donors, right? To now you're kind of, now. You still kind of do that, though, Absolutely. don't you? Absolutely, yeah. But you do sure. that. How 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 things changed for you? How does this change completely? Because I know when I always talked to Malcolm, it was always about fundraising, fundraising, fundraising. Right. But that was my discussion right. with Malcolm. I never really got into it with Malcolm. What else do you kind of do? We never really had that discussion. So sure. tell us what. Tell us so, about that. you know, it's been crazy. It's been two months already, which is really hard to believe. Um, time has flown by. It's been a lot of meetings with MLAs, um, meetings with CEOs of different networks and different organizations. But, um, yeah, just it's different. Obviously, I'm still in the fundraising capacity, and that is the main goal of the foundation is to provide enhancements and innovation for healthcare services. So at the end of the day, no matter what, fundraising is the ultimate goal of our organization and not to pay for basic health care but to provide those enhancements and innovation because really our government and taxpayer dollars should be paying for our basic necessities so um, other things just last week I was in Regina meeting with different foundations we met with MLAs at the legislature um, met with Paul Merriman and you know it's just at a different higher level to really know what's happening in terms of the operating at the Saskatchewan Health Authority level and at the government level really so are you pushing him for funds? So so we did have a discussion, um, you know, about some capital expenses and things that Lloydminster has put on the capital list and where we're at for that. So it was a really great discussion, actually. And I know Colleen has been a strong advocate for our community. And um, she does plan, I think, on having the minister here in end of June-ish. So hopefully that I can be in on some of those tours as well. But um, yeah, so I, I advocated for our community and I'll always advocate for Lloydminster. It's, I love our community. And um, I think truly that people are only, our community is only strong and healthy as the people in it. So, and I did mention that to the minister as well. So as the chief executive officer, do you get a bigger say in what happens with our health care? Um, I wouldn't really say that <laughs> at all. Uh, you know, you have a little bit more of the decision-making process, but at the end of the day, it's really our board's decision. Anything that we end up fundraising for comes through our board, and we have to have board approval before that's an item that we're willing to fundraise for. So um, even just this morning, I was having a meeting with our project committee, for instance, and, you know, we have requests come in 
and there's only so much money to go around. So we really do may need to make those hard decisions and um, decide, you know, is this something that is just basic health care that we need to have in place regardless of whether or not we are a patient or whoever we are that the government should be paying for? Or is this something that's going to enhance health care? Is this something that is going to make the patient, the resident, the physician's or nurse's job easier? Or is this just basic health care, right? So that's the right. decision that we need to make. Um, because we always want to make sure that, you know, that the Saskatchewan government, not that they ever would, or the Saskatchewan Health Authority isn't downloading things onto the taxpayer and that we're not paying for it twice, essentially, right? Through our donor dollars and through our taxpayer dollars. So, um, yeah, it's a decision definitely that sometimes there's always very ample discussion that goes on around the table, um, around the board table, to decide whether or not we're going to fund something. So, so you worked kind of hand in hand with Malcolm. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, he leaves, you come into that role. Is yep. there anything you hope to bring to the role? Like, there's, right. was there anything where you said, I, I would kind of like to focus on this? Or maybe you thought, well, I, I just want to keep this headed in the right direction. Right. And you know what? To be quite honest, I'm not going to say... I think Malcolm did an extremely great job. I'm Those are big shoes to fill because he was an amazing team member. And I think between him, myself, Brant, and the entire organization, the volunteers and the rest of the staff, that we really did have a strong fundraising team. And we really were, uh, we all had very unique areas in which we all had strengths. So when I was building my own team, you know, I looked at that too in terms of diversity so that we all had strengths where we would be able to succeed in different outreaches for different um, donors. So um, in terms of my direction, I just really want to keep on the same direction that we're headed where we're being very innovative. Um, and I think that that's so important when it comes to fundraising because at the end of the day, there is only so much money to go around. and. You can't keep asking the same donors for, for money four months later, right? It's difficult. Yeah. And we're finding that even now we had our live stream, which was extremely successful just this past December. And four months later, we're knocking on the same doors, right? right? Because our community is only so big. So, you know, they you really have to be passionate about the cause and you really have to be very transparent with your donors and stewardship is such a huge thing um, saying thank you and really letting your donors know how much you appreciate them so in terms of really changing anything um, I really like the direction that we're going with the foundation and I want to continue on that momentum of being innovative and being creative and you know just having that communication both with our donors and with our board um, obviously being on council before I have a pretty good understanding of that governance role versus um, the CEO position, right? And how that division is. So yeah, just, I, I honestly, I think Malcolm was a huge role model for me. Um, and yeah, I just hope to continue to be able to build on that momentum that he started. You mentioned Brant Wheeler's name. That's yeah. a huge loss as he steps, kind uh, of retires, yeah. you know, away from the Lloyd Mr. Regional Health Foundation. Sure. Who's on your team now? So um, yeah, I Brant is definitely a huge, he was a huge asset and, he was a good, became a really great friend of mine, so I definitely miss him dearly. So we have Curtis Dorner, who has joined our fundraising team. Um, Kat Pollard, she used to formerly be with the Lord Mr. Bobcats, so yeah. we're excited to have her. And I on. worked with her when we worked in radio as well. Oh yes, so I know yes. Who, I she, know exactly who Kat is. She yeah. was on in radio, so she's yeah. um, 
on for a part-time position and then we also have Brenda Bennett so who I'm super excited about she owned quintessential designs yep. and has pulled off many large events so I think she'll be a huge asset to our team absolutely let's talk about the big event that's coming up June sure. 4th it yes. is it, everybody knows this event from it being a October November event yeah now it's moved to summer how come the big move for the big gala to uh, the summer so, you know, when they were planning it and when they were deciding on the date, I think one of the real main reasons is there's two main galas, right? There is a few other organizations that have events throughout the year, which are great and super fun. And, you know, there's Lobster Fest, Rotary puts on a few events and they're all great events. But in terms of gala, we really have the Sirens and Sapphires and then we have ours. And when we look at it, they've been like two weeks apart sometimes, they've been four weeks apart sometimes, and we have a lot of the same donors. So how do you go to an organization, was our, the foundation's perspective, and then have the rescue squad potentially turning around four weeks later and going and asking them, or vice versa, right? right? And the rescue squad is um, an organization that we work very closely with, and we collaborate with them on a lot of different projects. So we don't want to be in competition, right? We want to support them just as much as we want them to support us. And that's really how it is. I'm sure you know with the Parade of Lights, We've always been um, a recipient of that evening. Yep. And as well, we've supported them on many different ventures. Most recently, their therapy dog, George. So, you know, it's, we just want to be good community partners. And we thought, you know what? By moving our date up, then it separates the two events. It gives someone, some people something to be excited about in the spring, something to be excited about in the fall. And, you know, it just gives Lidminster a little bit more of a chance for to spread that money around, right? Because at the end of the day, we're both fundraising. Do you look at it as, because I don't think a decision has been made yet on whether you're gonna do the live stream again or not. Right. But do you look at it as like, well, let's separate those two as well? Absolutely. Is, no, there, is there a plan to do the live stream? So yeah, we're, it, it's, it's, it, we're, it's, we're in the talks for it already, honestly, because you have to be. Like these things aren't just an event that happens overnight, as you know, and being yeah. part of it last year, that this is something that we need to really essentially, as soon as gala's over, we need to turn the page and start rolling out what we're going to be doing for that. So um, that was also a strategic moment of it as well, was, you know, separating those two large events because you can't have a gala and a live stream within a month because you're not going to raise the money that you need to in order to provide the things that we need to for healthcare. Yeah, I think I think people mostly thought, well, hmm, will they even do a gala or will they just keep continuing with the live stream because it right. was the live stream was so so incredibly successful. Absolutely. But the galas have been amazing as well, and this yeah. is a big year for the gala. It is. One that we've been waiting for for two years, so it's going to be a big celebration. It is, and you know what? It's our twentieth year. And so for me, it's just, it's huge. How can we not have this, right? And it's only because of our, like, we have an amazing volunteer committee that has stepped up over the years for 20 years, you know, to help us put on this event. We work, we have a very skeletal system, uh, staff, to be quite honest. We don't have a large staff. We are minimal staff. And so we couldn't pull off an event to this caliber without the volunteers that we do have. So a huge shout out to all of them because without them, these events wouldn't be possible. So, you know, our 20th anniversary is huge and it is about fundraising and it is about, you know, providing those enhancements to healthcare. But this year it's also about celebrating how far we've come. You know, we've been in um, business since 1983 and to provide 
20 years of galas and celebrations that have raised money from anywhere from x-ray department to maternity to long-term care to dialysis to ICU. You know, we've, we've done it all. And so it's just, it's a really year to just celebrate everything that we've overcome in the last two and a half years. Is that going to be the theme? What's the theme going to be? Because there's, there's, there's been all kinds of different themes. For sure. Everything from New York to, I believe, Hawaii. So, so <laughs> yeah. So this year is a secret garden. So um, prepare for an, a night of enchantment and um, lots of flowers and botanical. And, yeah, it's going to be extremely intimate. And, um, yeah. So t- tell us about, um, there's, always a, there's always a big auction. For sure. There's, there's been incredible, you know, items up for auction. Yes. Does that continue? Do you take it in a different direction? What are you going to, like, do you even know at this point? So, yeah, we have some great um, live auction items. I'm, I don't think I'm going to let the cat out of the bag about some of them yet. Um, we have one that is definitely really near and dear to a lot of our donors' hearts and um, is going to draw a lot of people in. So we're super excited about that. It was um, It's an item that was donated by one of our long-term donors and long-term supporters of the foundation. So very excited about that. So we'll definitely be having our silent auction as well as our live auction items. Um, excited about our MCs this year. We have former yeah. we have former CEO Wendy Plandowski as well as Dr. Mark Chapelski. So very, very excited about the two of them being co-MCs this year as well. So I, I read something about a flower auction too. You kind of mentioned that as well. Can you So in the past we've always had the worth a mint. So it's yes. right? So you buy a ticket and then you get to drop your if your name gets drawn, you go up and you pick one of three items. Oh, right? okay. So this year it's called Flowers for a Cause. I so see. instead of a little package of mints, you're going to get your ticket and then you'll get a long stem rose as your right. token rather than a, a mint. A I see. Okay, yeah. that clears. So still some great lot because I thought, well, maybe they're toning it down a little bit because some of the items are just absolutely incredible. Yeah. There's been trips. There's been all kinds of absolutely. different and stuff. Definitely still going on the realm of trips. I think people are people are ready to vacation. You yourself, you know, yep. you just went to Mexico and had a great trip. Well, I wouldn't so. say just definitely. Oh. I mean, it feels <laughs> no. like it's been three months since I've been back, and it's only been one, I think. So right. <laughs> you so know? you know, I think people are ready to get on that plane and ready to vacation and ready to go some places. So um, yeah, definitely some amazing trips that are going to be in the live auction and. Um, as soon as, once things are a little bit closer to the date, we'll be sending out some sneak peeks and a few little teasers so people can kind of be prepared for what the evening will be like. So uh, one of the things I love about the Health Foundation and what they do is, and this was particularly true with the live stream, and it's been true with so many other things, is that that you always know where the money's going. So you can always go to your donors and say, this is the goal. So whether it's this machine or that machine or it's going towards patient comfort or it's going towards making life easier for our physicians or making things simpler for our nurses. Yeah. You always have an idea of where that money's going. For sure. Do you know where your money's going? Yeah. So this year we've decided that, you know, we really need to focus in on those enhancements and the innovative part of healthcare. So we're not funding anything that's just a basic need. So, um, Basically, it's going to be the greatest need of the Lloydminster Hospital and our care centers in the community in terms of enhancements for healthcare. So one of those items actually will be a new a second ventilator for the Lloydminster Hospital, which I'm super excited about. Currently, the Lloydminster Hospital only has one ventilator. So if it's being used in the special care unit, 
that means it's not available for the maternity ward. If it's being used on the maternity ward, that means it's not available for the special care unit. So what that means essentially is that that baby that can't have the ventilator because it's being used elsewhere then needs to be airlifted out. So then that causes trauma for the family, added expense for the family, and just really we want to eliminate that as much as possible. If it's being used in the maternity ward, it's the same situation. Then the person that would be in the special care unit that may require that ventilator is then needing to be airlifted out. Again, causes the hardship on the family and the patient and just really unnecessary if we had more of the equipment in place. So, you know, our nurses, the maternity nurses are so well trained. Um, five, six, seven years ago, those babies maybe needed to be airlifted out. But now the training that they have with the proper equipment, they're able to keep those babies here for longer and they are healthy and happy and able to go home with their parents in four or five days. Um, so yeah, super excited to be able to fundraise for that equipment and just to know how much it's going to alleviate any pressures and hardships for families by having an extra one in place. It's, it's really unfathomable. It really, it really, when you say that, you yeah. really start to think about how that would change somebody's perspective so much. For sure. About, you know, and how, and how great the care can be. Is, is, is the ventilator something that kind of came forward because of COVID? Because during COVID, we heard all kinds of, you know, right. ventilator this and ventilator that. And, and, it, and, and so was that, it, right. did and, it kind of push it to the forefront? And so, you know, that was a conversation that, um, was when it when it came to us that you know they realized throughout covid that you know this is possibility that it may not be available when we need it on maternity if it's being used elsewhere right, right. and so um that maybe is something that pushed it to the forefront but definitely it's something that i realize you know why if we can alleviate the hardship for that family why wouldn't we have that in place and you know basic health care our hospital has provided us with one ventilator but is it necessary for us to have two? No, that's an enhancement, right? So that allows us as a foundation to fundraise for it. So somebody might come up to you and argue, no, we should have two. Right. Right? You must get that sometimes. Absolutely. And, you know, I do have some, I have some very good friends of mine, actually, that say, you know, no, this is the government should be paying for this. And, you know, I argue a little bit. But at the end of the day, I just try and see it from everybody's perspective. And um, one of the things that our foundation actually is going to be doing in the foreseeable future is actually not just interviewing the managers of different departments, but actually interviewing some of the frontline workers and asking them, you know, what's an item that would make your job easier? What's an item that right. you believe your patients would benefit from? And so we want to just really get out there and interview just random staff members. And I'm not talking just the nurses. I'm talking about the maintenance staff. I'm talking about anyone who really is involved in healthcare, right? Because at the end of the day, we learned through COVID that nurses are amazing, like that's my background, but it takes a whole team to make everything work, right? If you don't have your maintenance department and you don't have your environmental services and you don't have everybody in place doing their job, you know, nothing works, right? So we just wanna be able to ask everybody from their perspective, what can make your life easier? What can make your job easier? But what can make the patient experience easier? Well, ventilators must cost a lot of money. 
because they were in short supply, right? Right. I yeah, mean, absolutely. we remember, particularly, I think, when COVID was at its peak with the Delta wave. For sure. And it wasn't just here. It wasn't just like I'm not talking about in our province. I'm talking yeah. about across the country. And when you're watching national news, it became huge in the United States, too. They didn't have enough ventilators. For sure. So they must be. They Like, the price must be. So the, the price is pretty high, so we're still waiting on our actual quote to come in from the distributor so that we know exactly what that dollar amount is. I'd love to be able to share it with you today, but I don't know. No, that's fine. I don't know entirely we, what it is, so I did ask for it to, from the distributor from, to just to get a couple different quotes because there's obviously more than one distributor out there. So we just want to know, and it obviously, depending on how much extra warranty you get with it, there's that extra cost too. So, um, But it's a definite need, and I think it's something that you know, just to know in your mind that if you ever need it, it's going to be there. You know, for me, that gives me peace of mind. Jeez, I never thought about warranty in healthcare equipment. Yeah. I can't, like, you know, you think about warranty with everything else. Yeah. And end of life, things become end of life, right? Like you really have to be on top of asset management because you know that what's the life expectancy of this at five years? Okay, well, we need to start planning at year three to know that we're going to need to replace this in two years, right? So it's such a right. huge part of healthcare. So this might be, this might be a question for your friends <laughs> who argue all the time, right? But, yeah. but if we have two ventilators and one stops working, right. will the province automatically replace one of those ventilators or will they say, no, nah, you already got a ventilator. You bought it yourself, remember? Right. So, you know, I'm not entirely sure on that. I would hope that if one stops working, that they would replace that, that that would be a capital expense that we would put in automatic, like that yeah. leadership would put in automatically to have it replaced. So that's, I, I never thought of something like that. But just when you brought up warranty, right. all of a sudden it's like you think when something costs that much money, it's going to be taken care of. Like if they're right. either going to do any, everything they can, but... That warranty, I, I never would have thought of that. Yeah, no, well, it's just like your car, right? Or your yeah. vacuum cleaner, or you buy a Dyson vacuum cleaner. Do you want the extended warranty? Well, it doesn't work in a year. You're SOL, right? So <laughs> it, it's no different for healthcare. So So let's talk about the gallon tickets and, and sure. how, how you get them. And are like, Absolutely. are you selling tables? Tell us all about the details. Sure. So we, you know, we didn't really discuss. We thought, you know, the community has had a really large impact in the last few years. We're just keeping ticket prices where they've always been. So individual tickets are $200, for which case, if you wanted to purchase a ticket, you'd get a $100 charitable tax receipt, and then your other $100 is going really to pay, buy your ticket just for the experience, right? Just like if you bought a ticket to a concert. So um, if you buy a full table, $800 of that would be charitable tax receipt. The other 800 is you're buying your table for your individuals. So, so you buy a ticket, you get entertainment. Yes. You get a, you get a meal. Yeah. You get the dance. And that's really what you're talking about when you're talking about this is going to be a, one of the really big fir first big events Absolutely. that it's, we have. For sure. It's an experience, right? From anywhere from your, um, not only the entertainment, but we're going to have music going on through supper. We're going to have the live auction. You know, we're possibly going to have dancers. Decorations. Decorations, just everything, right? It really is the experience. You walk in there and it doesn't even look like the stockade anymore. Right. I'm sure that you've been and you're just like you come in and wow, this is 
people are dressed to the nines. We're talking tuxedos, right? We're not yeah. talking just jeans and a cowboy hat. Although you, that may be for some people, and that's okay. If that may be a theme sometime. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. You know, that might be a good idea yeah. to have a theme. So, um, yeah, you really are paying for the experience and for your meal and for the entertainment and for your evening. So, and I feel like at the end of the day, you're getting out and for me this year i just want it to be about camaraderie i want it to be about our community getting together after two and a half years of not being able to who's your entertainment this year so our entertainment is actually the same individuals that we used for the last two years so side one um they've been a huge popular band with the anyone who's attended the last few years um they're maybe not the hugest name out there, but they play a lot of cover music. You go up there, request your favorite song. They know it. They can play it. And for a lot of people, you know, it gets everybody up and it gets people dancing. Not everybody is perhaps um, privy to, you know, that big one-liner, right? You have one big name out there, but not everybody maybe likes that certain type of music. We're side one cover band. They play a little bit of everything. And... Um, I know the last couple of galas that we were able to have, I loved just seeing people getting up and actually dancing and participating, not just sitting in their chair. They were happy to be there and having a really great time. So Hopefully people remember how to dance. Yeah, I don't know. I hope so. Well, that, that was, Might it, have to take some lessons. We'll see. <laughs> that was a big thing. We went to Mexico. We have a dance. We go to Mexico, right? Oh, cool. And it was like you're all of a sudden you're going, we haven't danced in two years. Yeah. We haven't done this kind of thing in two years. Yeah. So it's going to be, like you say, a big celebration. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, that's what it's about. And we'll hopefully raise quite a bit of money at the same time so that we can get some of those enhancements and things that we really need for our community. And all while just like getting together and being the amazing community that we are over and over again. You know, Lloydminster always surprise. Well, I guess they don't surprise me because I should never be surprised by the we always get behind anything that really is happening in our community. And we noticed that recently with the under 13, U13 Blazers, right? Yeah. I mean, the community gets behind the greatest need of whatever it is, and we make it happen. Yeah, right? absolutely. And that's yeah. something that like, I love about Lloydminster, and I'll advocate for us every day because, you know, Lloydminster people, our community spirit is just par none. Where do you get tickets? How do you get them? Sure, sure. So you can go to our website at www.lrhf.ca and there's a link right on there that you can click to go to gala and purchase tickets from there. The other question, the other thing that I noticed is um, sure. four years ago, we had a Lloyd Needs survey. Right. And a lot came out of that. Yeah. Uh, like a lot of people were worried about their mental health. Yes. Like Project Sunrise kind of came out of that, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. This year they're doing like a, a youth yes. Lloyd Needs. Yeah. Are you guys anticipating anything, you know what I mean, coming out of that to, to point you in the direction sort of that you need to go for the next four years? Because I look at I look at that Lloyd Need survey. Yeah. And it's almost like well the city, the Lloyd Mr. Regional Health Foundation, it's almost like they went along and just checked things off of that. Right. So it's a survey that you guys obviously take very and, and you know from both sides of it, from yeah. being working with the city and now working with the Regional Health Foundation. Yeah. That must be a survey that, that has a lot a lot of weight to it. Yeah, so I'm super excited to see what the results are. Um, this one was really driven by the city of Lloydminster. So um, we collaborated with them on the one for 2017. This one was a lot more um, driven by them, but from information that, that they had from the previous one. So I think with the results that are shown from that, um, I'm super excited to see them, to see what we can come up with new programming, um, what new deliverables that we can provide for our community. Um, we had a lot of great successes, not only from 
Project Sunrise and initiating the LloydminsterMentalHealth.ca website, but there was also a lot of wins in terms of the City of Lloydminster creating their RAC program and, you know, different things that they um, initiated as well. So super excited to see what the results are. Obviously, I have four kids, so youth are near and dear to my heart. Yeah. I actually went through the website. I went through the survey with one of my kids just to see, like, what kind of the, what, what the questions were like. And, um, yeah, I think it'll be provide a lot more input because, you know, our youth really are they have a strong voice in our community. And I'm super grateful that the city of Lloydminster was willing to incorporate them this time around. Uh, the other thing that I would ask is just, um, you know, we haven't checked in on the Lloydminster Hospital for a while. For sure. um, we've had nurses on. We've had Dr. Governor on to tell us. Yeah. And, and when we had the nurses on, they were, like, incredibly busy. Yeah. Um, have things, have things kind of calmed out at the hospital? Are things okay? Is our staff not so overworked like they were? <laughs> well, you know, we're talking about this in, in the middle of the, like, what I guess was the fifth wave. I can't remember now which wave it was, but right. things got a little... Things got a little touch and go there for a while with our staff there. For sure. You know, they, they get put on, on load share and things like that. So Yeah, and, you know, I can't speak to that directly. Okay. Um, but I would say that, you know, things are still very busy at the Lloydminster Hospital. And um, staffing is still, you know, an issue. Um, but that's pretty much all that I can really speak to it. But I will say that, you know, I know firsthand from physicians that I've spoken to very recently that, you know, they're very, very, very busy. So in working more shifts than they probably should be. Um, and that's just not necessarily due to COVID, but just due to lack of physicians within our community as a whole. Which is a completely another yeah, discussion. Absolutely, for yeah, sure. That, so, that's a completely different road to go down. Yeah. Than what we planned to go down today, yes, obviously, no, with the gala. Sure. So, so I kind of put you on the spot there. So okay. I thank, I thank you okay. for taking a stab at it anyway. <laughs> absolutely. But, you know, at the end of the day, I just... Um, I hope people. I hope our gala sells out, and yeah. I I know it will sell out. I really do feel that it will, and I think that our cause is great. Um, and I think that people just need to get out and celebrate. Celebrate after the two and a half years that we've been through. We all deserve a night out, and we all deserve to just relax and kick back a little bit. It really, is this city's premier kind of event, isn't it? Well, I, I like to think so. I like yeah. to think kind that, of you the know, red carpet event. Yes, absolutely, and there will be a red carpet. So um, it is, a, yeah. It is a prestigious event and we, but you know, we welcome everybody and I always, I think that was one of our huge successes with the last live stream is that we had 334 new donors that had never donated to the foundation before. Wow. So wow. I, I brag about it all the time because to me that's huge. 334 people that had never given us a donation previous to that day. So, you know, I want new people at that event. Of course, I want people that have been there before. But, you know, it's always great to engage with new donors, engage with new people that become passionate about healthcare and become passionate about our community. Thanks, Stephanie. Thanks for your time. Thank you for having me, Kurt. We'll be back on Saturday. Jordan Pollard's going to join us, and she's going to be telling us about a performance, getting back to singing in front of crowds, but also she has a workshop coming up with Three Trees uh, kitchen here in Lloydminster. So we'll catch up with Jordan Pollard Saturday morning, 11 o'clock, right here at the new Lloydminster Nissan.